This is the EPLOG audio experience. You're sitting in front of your screen thinking how to create good content. The buzzword. Now technology has made it easier for you to create for global audiences. Yet you're not sure if it has a global appeal. How do you create for global audiences? What does curating mean? Is media management as important as media creation? Welcome to Voice of Achievers. My name is Yashika and I'm trying to delve deep into some of these aspects with our experienced guest today who's tasted the flavors of Indian and global contexts. Let's welcome Asim Chhabra, a film journalist, freelance writer, author and film festival programmer based in New York and India. He's the author of 3 biographies of film personalities, Irfan Khan, Shashi Kapoor and Priyanka Chopra. Asim has been published in the New York Times, the Boston Globe, the Philadelphia Enquirer, Outlook, Mumbai Mirror etc and has been a commentator on Indian cinema and popular culture on NPR, CNN and BBC among others. Asim is festival director and chief curator of the New York Indian Film Festival, the largest and the oldest Indian film festival in North America. He played Shadow Puppet number no. 1 in Nina Pandey's award-winning animation film Sita Sings the Blues. And he's worked in the publishing industry in the US, managing the businesses and finances of magazines like Reader's Digest, American Express, American Media Incorporated, etc. Asim can be followed on Twitter as Chubbs by the way. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. So happy to have you. Now Asim, there have been three books that you've written, Shashi Kapoor, Priyanka Chopra, Irfan Khan, all in some way or the other global personalities. You've you've curated cinema and again for global audiences. Also written extensively for, you know, India and abroad. Tell us what are the ingredients of crafting globally relevant content? Hmm. um you know it's it's important you got to know who your audience is in the early 2000s when bollywood was the buzzword and you know a lot of american publications were talking about bollywood i often wrote explaining indian popular culture to american audiences because it, i knew it was for american audiences I, i've done a lot of shows national public radio is like the bbc of 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 the us for instance and often they have called me when there is a either a bollywood film playing or a satyajit ray film playing or or some other controversy that's happening in india you have you know you got to put things in context for them you got to make them understand in a very brief way you can't be you're not writing a phd or something like that you're you're in a very simple words and very few words and very few sentences getting across the point about what indian popular culture is why is it different than you know why people like it why is it different than what happens in the west for instance and so it at all times it's your audience you know when i write articles for india i often feel that i don't have to explain things unless i'm writing about some some uh, western films or uh, which i do often or some film festivals i've seen and and and, uh, and they're exploring uh, some ideas and concepts in the west then it's a very different thing but it, it it at all times 
you know when i was writing a, a book for instance um i i don't sit and think in terms of who my audience would be but but you know if i'm writing a book of shashi kapoor or, or irfan khan there are fans of shashi kapoor and irfan khan primarily in india first of all because my, my publishers are based in india but i knew the people outside india have also watched shashi kapoor and priyanka uh, priyanka chopra and irfan's books etc so it 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 becomes an issue of really knowing who is going to read your stuff that makes it easier for you to then go in 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 a particular direction and it's very important to do that uh, where you are who you speaking to how you are presenting things depends on who's listening to you right you know there's a, there is this constant use or rather overuse of themes like poverty you know in indian context how we maybe glorify themes like poverty or issues that are traditionally challenges in the country how has the response been and is it really uh, the way it should be and what can uh, what are the new themes that global audiences are taking to from india look there is poverty in india there's a lot of poverty in india so why not talk about it what is why shy away from the reality there are so many different facets of india you know meera nai's monsoon wedding for instance was a really successful film outside india in the art house circles in in the us etc and in that film she introduced you know various different kinds of india she introduced the the uh, the well to do rich delhi punjabi culture the, the, you know they play, they play golf they they dance at weddings they wear expensive clothes and jewelry and it also explores the you know the upstairs downstairs concept about the the downstairs the the domestic help that they uh, they're in the family and their lives and their relationships i for one have no issues with real india being shown not glorifying not necessarily but telling the truth if it's a story about a poor man in india tell a story about a poor man in india it's a story about a rich man in india it's a story about different aspects of india you show it i i think a lot of people in india get very nervous and uncomfortable a lot of indians actually living outside india also get very uncomfortable when the west portrays what they think is negative images what is positive what is negative i mean you know the thing what have you done as an individual to raise the, the bar in india and make the the poorer people do well and why cringe at what is real in any case when you come to india you know i'm talking about america indians living in america now when you come to india when you go through the streets of delhi when you're driving in your fabulous cars with acs on you see beggars outside begging i mean what have you done to take care of them they are there so why hide that and why feel uncomfortable if people in the west see it but what are the things that writers will need to be mindful of when they are writing for both indian and global audiences what is a perfect balance or a perfect mix if there is any you have to be truthful you have to be truthful that is very important and when after the lockdown was announced when thousands and thousands and thousands of migrant workers first in delhi and then in maharashtra other parts of india also out of mumbai they began to walk home because they had no other place to go they had no food they had no jobs anymore so they started going back to the villages which were thousands of miles away what were they going through they are human beings i mean you know at the end of the day we are all the same it's like you know just because some of us are born rich and some of us are born poor some of us have had more privilege and education doesn't make us superior they are equal you know they feel the same pain and their emotions as we do and so if somebody is writing an article about those the the the, uh, the impoverished poor people who are walking at home and thought you know many died or hundreds of died carrying their children with them those stories need to be told 
as much as stories about how the rich were living very comfortably locked up in their homes you know many people talked about you know people especially i mean i work from home i was in india practically all of last year i didn't have the need to step out we would get food delivered we get vegetables delivered everything is delivered at our door you know we, so that is my privilege and that's a story that needs to be told also but at the same time why not also talk about people who are suffering uh, who don't have that privilege stories need to reflect human condition and all of this is human condition so the balance is not you know we not, you, you don't just show like oh india dirty poor filthy country something like that it, and it is india there's a lot of dirt and filth and poverty in india there's a lot of beauty in india also it depends on what the story requires it depends on what the character it's a fiction for instance or a film where the characters are from their backgrounds that is what is important to understand talking of stories you also curate stories or you curate uh, films and i feel that curating the word curating is largely misused uh, rather overused there's a recent article that was written by martin scorsese and he says that curating is the art of generosity if you like something bring it together and share it with the world talk to us about the art of curating and why is it so uh, misunderstood i i don't think it's misunderstood but i think people you know some people say to me like oh my god your job is to watch films what that's such an easy job it's not an easy job because it's not like i'm sitting and just watching films and having a good time you know you end up watching really bad stuff also so you got to find good stuff out of the bad stuff and then take the good stuff that is surprise you know i believe that a film that qualifies for a, a festival that i program it has to first surprise me there has to be something really unique and new that the film has to offer so i can take that film then to the audience and then share it to them and that's a democratic process basically because i my job is to select films and then to get audiences to come and watch it and so i you know audience will only come if you give them good films or they have uh, you have if i have a track record our festival is not 21 years old so people know what we can give and 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 that is the important part of what we do uh, we 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 look for what is good out there and we package it curated you whatever you want to call it and then we share it with the audience we ask the audience to come and watch it because that's kind of stuff we know the audience will not be able to find it elsewhere how about someone who's starting as a curator in in terms of a career you started off pretty early when probably it may not have been a popular career choice when someone starts out to maybe uh wanting to be a curator of art of cinema of culture what are the things they need where is a good start you know it's not there is no school to um, how to program film festivals um i came to film festival programming from being first of all i, I was trained as a journalist and my journalism training was actually specifically related to political writing i was interested in films and i was able to convince some editors that i wanted to write about films and they gave me chance to write about films that are column feature articles interviews reviews or whatever having done that and i was going to a couple of film festivals just out of pleasure uh, or i would cover them as as a journalist having done all of that i had seen how film festivals work also i already knew about the festival it was happening in my city i used to live in new york at that time and i was i knew some of the people who were involved in it and they initially i was asked to join the programming committee which meant you know and we have a programming committee now also it i am the festival director and i have five other programmers who i work with these are people whose opinions matter to me sometimes i want them to just see a good film sometimes i want i want a second thought opinion about like you think this will work or not so uh, then it so happened that the festival director who were there had quit uh, his job 
And so the job opened and I was, I asked, can I step in? Uh, and I was given the job. So there is no... So as simple as that, you just, you just ask, can I step in? Yeah, but the thing is that it's not like anybody can ask us to step in. I, I had a track record of what I had been doing. I was already programming films for the festival. I was already going to film festivals. I was already writing about film festivals. I was already watching and reviewing films. So I had built sufficient knowledge about cinema, understanding cinema, understanding how film festivals work. I mean, not, and that's why this lady who gave me the job actually has been very big in my career. Her name is Arun Shivdasani, lives in New York. She knew what I was, and then the first year, of course, it was a trying testing period. I mean, it was only after people started saying to her also that the programming is very good. She said, well, thank Asim for it. So you test the waters, you get to know each other, uh, work ethics, work habits, tastes, interests. Um, it's not simple. It's not simple at all. I'm talking about years of having done. So it's not like I went to a school to learn these things. I learned these while I was doing other things. Talk to us about, uh, you You spoke about you uh, being offered this project or this role and trying it for one year and getting feedback from your director, of course, and uh, from the audiences as to how you fed. Talk to us about first jobs or, you know, I want to take you back to your first ever job, maybe first ever the coolest writing project that you feel that this was maybe a turning point. How was it like? So as a journalist, I wrote other stuff before I, I, I started writing about films. I, I wrote, um, I interviewed Prime Minister, uh, no, former Prime Minister at that time, Muraji Desai. Um, a book had come out, in a, a very well-known Indian, American journalist had written a book about, it was called Kissinger in the Nixon White House in which he had said that during the time when Indira Gandhi was the prime minister, there was a CIA spy working in her, uh, in her, in her ministry. And he mentioned, he said the Muraji Desai was a CIA spy. So what happened was some Indian Americans living in New York, uh, in Chicago, got really upset about it. They contacted Muraji Desai and they filed a lawsuit against this journalist because it was defaming. So I, I followed that case for a very long time, uh, including interviewing Muraji Desai also. So I was doing that kind of work. I was, I did a very major story while I was still in journalism school, actually, in the 80s. Of course, you've heard of Satyajit Ray and Steven Spielberg. Uh, when Steven Spielberg E.T. came out in 1982, Satyajit Ray was called by a very well-known uh, writer who's passed away, uh, Arthur C. Clarke. And Arthur C. Clarke said to Satyajit Ray that, listen, the, uh, the script of E.T., the story of E.T. Res resembles a, a script that Satyajit Ray had written in the 60s, a script called The Alien. And Satyajit Ray had taken, after Arthur C. Clarke had introduced Satyajit Ray to a lot of Hollywood studios and, and, and they were planning to make a film set in Calcutta with an American Hollywood actor. The film never got made, but Satyajit Ray left his scripts there for a very long time. So that was in the 60s. Then you go to the 70s and 1982, E.T. is made. Now, E.T. is also a very different story, but there are similarities. So I did a very big story. It was a very sort of big expose. In fact, uh, since then, I mean, I've written more articles about it. And in fact, uh, two years ago, a book came out uh, called My Travels with uh, the Alien, in which I have an, so that was about the Satyajit Ray's travels to America. And I have an essay in that book also about my writing the story. Um, and this, the, the whole book was blessed by Satyajit Ray's son. So yeah, it was, you know, I was, I was young in those days and it was very, very exciting doing that kind of work. Why not? So I wanted to know what are the skill sets, say someone in, in a media college and wants to take up writing, wants to take up journalism, wants to take up media as their career option. What are the things that they will need? Well, you've got to learn how, you've got to first of all write well. 
I think it's important before, I mean, you can go to journalism schools. I think it's very important to get uh, some, some sort of journalism training where you have strong editors who are reading your stuff, editing your stuff. Important that people who step into journalism writing read. You read newspapers every day. You read film reviews every day. You read what is good, what is bad. And I'm not saying copy. Understand how good writers, how they place one paragraph after another paragraph and how the, the theme and the narrative sort of flows. You need to be able to understand that. And that's how you will be able to do it. What also is very important is that you have to be very curious. So it's, you know, you think, oh, I can write, I can write. Kind of when I did that, 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 that Satyajit Ray Spielberg ET story, I was, there were many times I got, I was stuck. Uh, I, I had some professors who were giving me hints and suggestions, but how do you find the next person to call? Where do you get the phone number? What are the right questions to ask when you have a very limited time period to interview people, et cetera, so that that falls into your narrative that you're, you're trying to build. That curiosity, that understanding, you need to have that. And you know, you cannot at any time be arrogant. You need to be very humble and you need to be able to say that, listen, I'm, I'm new at this, I'm learning it. Help me, walk me through whatever it is. And that's how you evolve. You, 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 know, you, you get better. So the skill, the skill sets that you, you gain in, in, in schools and universities where they teach you, the skill sets you, evolve, you gain while reading stuff and all, and there is some internal, you know, we are all born with some, some, some skills which we need to hone and develop basically to get the right story, to, to make sure that you're writing something that the audience wants, but also to make sure that you're not writing gossip stuff. You're not trying to insult people. You're not trying to put people in difficult conditions, something like that. Be as objective as possible. Although all writing is subjective, but be as truthful as possible. All of these things are... You know, they might teach you, but this, you learn this over a period of time. You cannot be born and you can't just tell you, I'm out of college. Oh, I, I, I can write op-ed pieces for Times of India. No one's going to give you that. So you have to start at a certain... Well, so where is a good start then? Where, where is a good start? Well, you, you have to find editors. You have to find... You know, right now, uh, the media world is... India, India is going through major upheavals. There are political issues and everything else. Also, there are people who blog. There is a lot of online media... You have to find editors. You have to pitch. You have to find editors uh, who might who like believe you. You got to give them some ideas which are unique and new, and then send them something, and hopefully they like it. And once they like it, then leads to another thing. I mean, you know, I, I when I started writing about in, in the in the West, the Western media, I had written a lot on Indian cinema for Indian publications. But I was in New York and. I was getting a chance to interview Om Puri for a, 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 a British film called East Disease. He was coming to New York and there was going to be like a round table. I was going to get, uh, ask him questions. I wrote to a whole bunch of journalists and Philadelphia Inquirer, which is, you know, a, a very major newspaper. You know, I, I did a lot of research in terms of who the arts the film editor is, the Philadelphia Inquirer, who the film editor for all of these other publications are. And I sent them uh, emails, basically. And Philadelphia Inquirer's uh, editor, and I sent them clips of what I've done before, also links to my other articles. And she wrote back saying she was interested. And of course, when I sent her the piece, she liked it and she ran it. And then that, I used that as the next uh, piece that I wrote for Boston Globe. Um, I said, I wrote this piece for Philadelphia Inquirer. I would like to write something else. The thing is, you also have to find a niche. You have to, there, are, there are writers and journalists by diamond dozen. There are film critics by diamond dozen. You have to find a niche. In my case, because I was living in New York, there were not too many journalists who were able to understand. Very few would jump in and interview a Deepa Mehta or a Gurinder Chadha or an Ismail Merchant. I would do that. 
because I a I understood the cinema slightly more and uh, my doors open like that. So you've got to start somewhere, and then you know it's, I'm not saying it's easy for everybody. I'm not saying everybody can be a writer, everybody can be a curator or a film festival. No, you know I don't know that first thing about uh, technology about. engineering about computers except for i know how to work on max and thing like that so whatever skills you have you got to develop them and then sell your skills you have to market yourself so that people believe you and they let you do what you want to do so i see that there's patience i see there is selling skills or marketing skills and i see that there is some motivation beyond just financial motivation you've also spoken about this very candidly uh, that uh, clearly the motivation is not only financial and given the fact that one needs to take a career decision what is it that drives you beyond the finances and how long does it take for you to know that i will be able to survive as a freelancer as a writer the whole freelancing thing is is, is not an easy i mean i've been doing now freelancing for since 2009 and i was before that also i did on and off freelancing it's never easy i mean i'm lucky also cuz even though it's freelancing i mean you know i have one steady source of income coming i, I program a film festival in new york and so year round i get part time income from that in between i keep doing other film festivals but that happens over a period of time after people have seen what you're capable of doing basically you you have to love what you're doing you have to really really enjoy what you're doing money is very important you need to be able to pay i mean so don't i mean i would not work for free so i'll tell people don't work for free unless you want to do an internship and you want to learn and you're only at 20 something year old and your parents are basically supporting you which is fine but it is very important to be able to have passion for what you're doing and then you know then depends on what kind of a lifestyle you want to have journalism as a career does not pay a lot of money writing books depending unless you're unless you're a chetan bhagat or something who's who sells hundreds and thousands of millions of copies etc a uh, writing as a career doesn't as it you know doesn't make a lot of money it brings you a certain kind of a prestige it gives you a certain presence in the market people know who you are it gets your twitter followers uh but uh it doesn't necessarily lead to money as such yeah some money will come you know you wait for it in the publishing world twice a year in august in april may and then september october you know you get your royalties for the past 6 months something like that i keep doing other writing work other projects some, some years you know some months there's more money coming some months there's less money coming what amazes me is that you have sustained this lifestyle for years together now it is hard what are the challenges and what are what are some of the things that uh, youngsters need to be prepared for look i know I know what my monthly expenses are, whether it's my rent or whether it's my electricity thing or whether it is whatever the bills I have to pay. I know that. I need to be make able to make sure that those monthly those bills are not going to stop coming. You know, just because you're a freelancer doesn't mean that they'll they'll also send the bills when you're comfortable to pay. That you'll have to pay those bills. So I need to be able to make sure that every month I'm able to get paid something at least. But for a lot of writing assignments, you have to chase. the editors who who make you because when they want the article they want it immediately but then you it may take like 2 months 3 months 6 months some newspapers and magazines are much better in paying much faster it's it, it can be a struggle i've certainly not i'm not a wealthy person in any which way the wealth is only my knowledge and nothing else <laughs> lovely there is there has also been writing which is which is book writing again a different kind of writing and from what i understand that for all the three books there hasn't been a direct sort of an interview for the book 
particularly with the personality maybe irfan khan yes but otherwise no 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 that was also those were also secondary information pieces like he gave you contacts i had i had, I had yeah i had i had interviewed irfan in the past so i was able to use my old interview with irfan shashi kapoor i had never interviewed at all priyanka had interviewed quite a bit and i had interviewed people around her her mother and other people etc but then it's secondary sources because in all the three cases i they became unauthorized not i didn't plan it like that shashi kapoor was very unwell when i started working on the book the first person i interviewed was his daughter and the last person after like about a year of interviews was one of his sons his oldest son in priyanka's case i was about to inter- uh, very close to getting uh, interviews with priyanka but then she went this in 2017 she went and signed a contract to write a book of her own and that forbade her to talk to any other writer uh, but i was concerned that her book might impact the sales of my book of course you know obviously her book will sell much more than my book in irfan's case when i signed the contract uh, irfan had just announced by the time the contract was signed he had already left india to uh, for his treatment i did talk to him once on the phone uh, after that there were a couple of uh, two three times we exchanged whatsapp messages and i kept hoping because i had asked him initially itself that i would like to talk to you also and he said i'm not in the right place right now i don't want to push he's getting cancer treatment i thought he'll get okay but i was never able to interview him so yeah it just happened that all three books turned out to be unauthorized so what i understand is that secondary research is important but the question then is that when someone is looking at writing a biography then what is it that they need apart from maybe knowing that they are in it for the right reasons or they feel feel passionate about writing about that personality i i i think i think if somebody sets out to write a book especially if you're in a kind of position i am where in each each of the cases they were unauthorized the authors people knew i was writing but they they couldn't for some reason or the other collaborate with me on one hand you have the freedom to write whatever you want to but you have to be very careful because the thing is that you know you don't want to write anything malicious and gossip because the, you know a they you can land in court they can challenge you so you don't make up stuff you everything you write has to have some you got to have your footnotes and your your sources very clear i think the, the most important thing is if you're writing on anybody especially a book which is which is like a two two at least two years uh, project you got to care about the person you got to like the person you got to really you're spending a lot of time thinking writing reading watching films of the person and you really have to respect the person so once you start to respect the person you also have to really understand that what is the impact your book is going to have i mean if your book is successful on this person you know you don't want to malign somebody destroy their life or something like that in my case all the three books especially the irfan and shashi kapoor book were written because i wanted their fans to be able to understand the actors better and to understand their films and to visit some of their films which people may not have heard of or may not have seen and that's what i was trying to get to and it was, it was because of my love and respect for these characters i was working on writing on another thing that actually struck me was the fact that you have so there has been working in the publishing industry and managing businesses and finances so apart from the craft of say writing or uh, knowing the art there is also the management angle to it and you have mentioned in few interviews how the management part of it actually gives you an edge to paid better or to get better opportunities what is the role of having a management degree or understanding management principles even if you are a creator no i actually uh, uh, i went to do an mba after a few years of a journalism and working as a journalist because i was not making enough money as a journalist and 
I got an MBA with the intent, knowing that MBAs would, uh, an MBA degree would get me more money. What I uh, managed to do with my MBA was to, for companies, I, I for, the, for about three years, I worked for Sony Music uh, um, in the music business. So I, I landed in, in, in areas where I was doing management work, but I was also interested in the, proje- the product itself. So from, from music, from music, then I moved to Reader's Digest and I worked with Reader's Digest for seven years first. Then I left to go to Architectural Digest, Condonest, and I kept coming back to. So in total, 10 years, I worked with Reader's Digest. I went back as a consultant a few times. I enjoyed working with magazines. I enjoyed working with editors. I enjoyed working with the, the publishing team, the, editor, the, the publishers, the advertising salespeople, the printing people, to understand all aspects of what it requires what the magazines require. I love that. I, I really enjoy that. And it, it paid very well also. And the, But then what happened was that, you know, in the early 2000s, through the 2000s, as the US economy went up and down, uh, many magazines shut down. So I got laid off, I think, three times at least. But each time I got laid off, I had something else to fall back on because I had the writing skills as a journalist. So I was able to do that. I do what I do now. I, I do prefer this then to being managed in a management capacity although the management capacity would get me a lot more money though but it's okay asim where is the media business or the media industry headed what do you think are going to be the upcoming or the new careers which the youth can look forward to well uh, you don't know how to answer that i mean online publications are, are, are doing very well um the problem has been, especially this last year, has been a very tough year because of the, the pandemic, how it affected, affected the economy and then affected advertising revenues on newspapers and magazines and publications across the world, basically, uh, as businesses failed. Uh, and th- th- what happens is th- then, then uh, publications, in order to survive, they have to let go staff. So a lot of journalists were let go. Especially in India, it was affected uh, quite a lot because uh, India has... Uh, still has a lot of newspapers. So the online market is still there. Uh, you know, s- some publications, online publications pay better than others. That's what's uh, uh, doing. A lot of young people are now, you know, starting their own YouTube channels, for instance, poster on YouTube and depending on number of hits you get, you get some revenue out of that. So yeah, you have to, you have to keep evolving with the times and see what are the next op- best opportunity. What would your recommendations be for a student of media, mass communication, journalism, what are some of the book recommendations? What are some of the reading, maybe newspaper recommendations and film recommendations? Too many together. <laughs> no, no, they should definitely read the New York Times and uh, Washington Post, two publications. You should, uh, you should really look at the New York Times and Washington Post. You can subscribe to them online. It's pretty inexpensive. Uh, I think that's very important and not looking just the news, but also just see the coverage of uh, the op-ed pages. That's very uh, essential and see how in free societies, you know, India, a a lot of the press now, and it's it's been in the past also, gets pressurized by the political environment, not so outside India, not so in the West. Uh, So see what what they're writing and why they're writing. That is a big learning experience, really. you know, if you want to be a film critic, you know, definitely read A.O. Scott, read the critics of uh, New Yorker, uh, some of the other better known critics, uh, whether it's for Washington Post or whether it's Boston Globe or LA Times, Time Magazine. There's some really good critics there. Read how they review films and try and then develop your thinking by learning from them. What films to watch if you want to work in media? Um, I would highly recommend a film which I saw. 
do you for the publications uh, i'm sorry i'm cutting you out but for the publications do you recommend the students to you know make notes of what they like what they don't like and then develop a style of their own yeah they have to develop a, you cannot copy other people you have to develop a style of your own how you when you reading an article uh, whether you read each paragraph two time whether some sentences or some uh, and each sentence leading to another sentence whether how the thought works how how the lead written the you know the first paragraph the intro uh make notes understand wh- whichever your methods are but uh, learn is 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 a very general term i'm saying but everybody has their own ways of learning uh, what about uh, film recommendations book recommendations also well books about writing i can uh, i can suggest some some non fiction writing books um there's a wonderful book about mumbai bombay which uh, author called suketu mehta who uh, some people would have heard of him who lives in new york now wrote called uh, maximum city it's a uh, it's it, uh, it came out in the early 2000s um it's a really a riveting very at time disturbing account of and, and shows bombay in, in different facets of the film industry uh you know the time when the gangsters were going on it talks about the riots in mumbai the political parties it's it, it's a really powerful read really and i think every non fiction writer or every person who wants to become a journalist should read that as 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 uh, suketu mehta's uh, maximum city uh, it's called maximum city bombay lost and found what are the i mean you know i write a lot of biographies um, there was a wonderful biography on helen written by uh, jerry pinto uh, people should read that people should read my books <laughs> i won't go there i saw a film about journalism just uh, i've seen it three four times over the last uh, 30 40 years it's called uh, all the presidents men it's about how uh, uh, bob woodward and carl bernstein who were the two young reporters at washington post broke the watergate story and which led to the resignation of president nixon and it's 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 a thriller because in real life it was a thriller for them also and it's based on their book which won the pulitzer prize people should read the book also the film is maybe easily uh, uh, can be watched easily because it's only two hours it's a very important film to watch to understand the idea of free speech at the same time steven spielberg made a film again about washington post called the post the one with meryl streep with meryl streep and tom hanks yeah which which is also sort of a parallel to this one and again a very very important document film basically that 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 talks about the value of free speech beautiful you've seen the media evolve asim in so many years and it's been almost three decades now what is one thing that you're excited about futuristically in the industry i think that that some there's some really wonderful young writers out there in india right now who are uh, doing some excellent reporting against all odds political social financial odds and i don't want to go into details about the problems they face but there's some really really smart young uh, journalists uh, and many of them are writing for actually for these online publications like scroll and wire and and they're doing very good work it's very heartening to 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 see that kind of uh, that commitment to journalism what's one piece of advice that you would give one single if one most important piece of advice was to be given to a media professional i think it's what i've been saying all this while you have to be very you have to love what you do you have to be very honest and truthful and you have to understand you have to understand that you are doing you you have a privilege of being able to 
communicate something that you have witnessed or something you have heard or hearing or someone you have talked to those words you have to be able to communicate to a larger audience whether as readers or uh, of your books or or your or your film or whatever it is and be truthful and give the audience what you think is important so that they they, they gain something from it so that you know you help improve and better their thinking in their lives also so you know be truthful i think it's very important lovely what does achievement mean to you uh, you know i i so money and uh, has gone out of the window it's, that's not an achievement at all i mean i i write a good article i write i write something i do some uh, one year my film festival people come to me say this is a great uh, you know selection of films that's an achievement for me because i feel like all right so it's it's i have i have succeeded in what i wanted to do and achievement is not something that you get it and you say okay that's it i've achieved and that's the end of the story so you're you're seeking achievement with, with yeah at at all times yeah it's a verb great kudos to the love for writing the love for journalism and couldn't be thankful enough for your time and for sharing your experiences with us so thank you for being on the show it was lovely having you thank you i really enjoyed the conversation also <laughs> thanks for tuning in feel free to share your thoughts and feedback in the comment section do rate us on apple podcasts if you like the episode subscribe or hit follow voice of achievers on apple podcasts google podcasts hubhopper spotify jio savan gana or wherever you get your podcasts from send us an email on editor@voiceofachievers.com or find us on voiceofachievers.com to share guest suggestions or topics that you'd like us to cover don't forget to tune in next week again voice of achievers on epilog media